Hey friend, welcome to today's episode. Today we are celebrating one year since I officially put out into the internet world that I was an online business, that I was doing coaching, and that I officially established myself in the online business space. So today's episode, I'm going to walk you through what this last year has looked like for me, what I've accomplished, and what I believe success looked like in this year of 2020. Who would have known that I would launch a business, ramp it up for the entire world to get shut down? But you will not believe all the things that I still accomplished in this year. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. All right, friends, I am so excited to break down what this last year has looked like for me. And my hopes in this episode is that by me breaking down some of this, it one just shows you what can be done in a year, but I also help hope that it shows you that you can go at your own pace. You don't have to do anything else that anyone else is doing and that If pushing in a season where everyone else is pushing doesn't feel good to you, that is totally okay. And that at the end of the year, when you look back on your year of whatever you're looking back on, the entire 2020, the year from your birthday, the year of, of a business anniversary, I hope that you can look back and say, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the way that it went and I can see the areas of improvement and I'm ready to move forward. And I feel like that is totally where I'm at right now in business. And I'm so excited for what is to come. But I just wanted to break down for people what 
it looked like for me this year. There was a lot of pivoting this year. I know I have talked about pivoting a ton on this podcast because I had a ton of pivoting leading up to this podcast. And I feel like in 2020, I'm doing again, kind of another pivot into what is working for me. And I think that that is one amazing thing about owning your own business is that you can continue to let it evolve to serve you and serve what is filling you and what you know that you can put out into the world and to help others with. So I just wanted to kind of break down what this last year looked like for me. Last, um, today when I'm recording this, it's December 9th, the podcast comes out the next day. So um, a year ago today, I officially launched my website and I had no plans to launch a website. I launched a website because I had gotten a partnership with my friend Emma Hicks through Camp Climb that I was going to host a post-camp retreat from her women's, she has a bigger women's retreat weekend, and then I was going to be holding a post-intensive for that. And I needed somewhere for people to land, for them to sign up, for them to be like, who is this Michelle person? How can we get more information about her and what she has to offer? So I had been working on what my offerings were going to be, but pretty quickly um, in November, I was out in Utah and I got to visit my good friend Stephanie Bagley um, through some other work that I was doing. She took pictures for me and we created my website and I launched it right before Camp Climb opened their doors to, um, for the first registration for camp. So that was kind of the big oomph behind launching my website. Now, looking back at it, and if I could say that I would have a do-over, I don't necessarily think you need like a full-blown website to start. If you have an Instagram or a Facebook, start there. Gain the followers, get an email list first, um, and work on just getting people to be following you. And then you can launch your website. And it doesn't have to be fancy. As this year has gone on, my website has evolved. It has changed. We've added stuff. um, And just let it evolve with you. But just remember that taking messy action and just putting something out there to start with is better than just sitting and waiting. So um, end of December, I partnered with Camp Climb for that launch into January And then um, February of 2019, I was traveling for work. Um, I do insurance work part-time, and a lot of times my insurance work is just when I get called on to come help um, what's called a broker in the insurance world um, enroll employees. And so I got the opportunity to work this case, and I was traveling all over the country for almost a month. And um, in February, we also decided where our son was going to be going to school. And I realized that the first day of school was the day following Camp Climb, which meant either I had to choose doing the retreat or in that moment, that's what I thought, was I either had to choose doing the retreat or go to the first day of kindergarten. So obviously I said, you know what, it's not my best yes this year, so we're going to have to say 
No. And in the long run, camp ended up not happening. But it was just good for me in that time, no matter what was coming, to remind myself that I just needed to take my best yeses and that just because something wasn't a yes right then didn't mean that it couldn't be a yes down the road. And I think that that was super important for me to honor. So in February, I was traveling. Um, End of February into March, my traveling took me to Hawaii for work and it was amazing. Uh, I got to spend a few extra days there and my cousin came with me and on the way there, COVID was kind of like a thing in people's minds, but no one was really thinking about it. By the time it was on the way back, it was do not touch anything. We had Lysol wipes on the airplane um, and we knew what we were coming back into and the United States. I mean, we were still in the United States, but because of the nature of the travel that we had, I was then self-quarantining, and then we went into the lockdown that happened throughout the country, or just the self-quarantine that they were requesting that people did um, in March. But I guess I back up. I forgot. So we had that, right? We had to self-quarantine. The day that I came home from Hawaii, literally, I flew in. My husband picked me up from the airport, and 45 minutes later, I got the opportunity to go live with Jenna Kutcher on her platform to talk about my journey with taking KBB and over what the last, I think at that point it was like nine months, six to nine months, what that had looked like for me and what success looked like for me in KBB and that I was just a mom who was primarily a stay-at-home mom, but I knew that I wanted more and I was starting a business and I got the opportunity to share my story with her and her audience live on Facebook um, and we got to talk about that. And so that was a really big day for me to have this full circle moment of being, I guess, reward, not rewarded, but being seen for the work that I had been doing in the middle of motherhood was really cool and to be honored and to have her ask me to come on with her. So from there, I was on Team Jenna Kutcher that helped her launch KBB. I helped talk to people who were interested in KBB. We shared all of her links and I was on her team of launching the next round of KBB. And I was successful in helping her launch that. And um, it was really exciting and it was a fun thing to get to be on the inside and see like one of the pros get to do it from the inside. Um, And that's not an opportunity I think that you get very often. So um, we launched KBB and at that point we were kind of all in quarantine and I realized that in March I still needed to work on my mental health. Um, I've shared quite a bit on this podcast about my mental health journey with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, And I knew that I was getting better, but I just wasn't quite there and that I needed to dig a little bit deeper in to some of the things that I felt like were still holding me back or that I was just having issues coming, getting over. I had a lot of birth trauma and so I got the opportunity and I worked with Britt Piper, who she's been on the podcast as well. Um... 
And I worked with her and just really worked through some deep things that were really hard for me with pregnancy and delivery and the postpartum depression. And I worked through a lot of that. And instead of having time where people were like, oh, we're all home and we can push forward and we can work really hard, I took this pause of just breathing. Um, At that time, my husband had also lost his job. So we were all home as a family and getting to just spend time together. And we just took time as a family to pause. And it felt so good. And it felt rewarding. We played games. We played card games. There was just so much. And I was still talking about my sales coaching. And I had a couple clients. But it just kind of dropped off. And at that time, it just felt good. And it felt okay. And I knew that in the time I would pick it back up, that I would be moving forward with it. But in this season, I was going to never get this in like intimate, 100% quality family. Nothing had to interrupt us. Nobody had to like leave the house to go to work because we couldn't time. And so looking back on that, I am so proud of myself that we just honored that. And that we really just spent time together. Instead of me then trying to really, really push forward, I still was creating and doing things. But um, I think that there's some people who look back and they're like, dang, so-and-so just really killed it this year. And I like took time to breathe. And I want to validate that that is okay. If that's what you needed to do in 2020, then girl, that's what you needed to do. And it's okay. So going into April, so we kind of spent March just hanging out. And in April, I've always had this thought of I wanted to start a podcast. And at the very beginning of starting my business, some friends that had podcasts had said, it's a lot of work. You don't really have the following yet. Just keep creating content and keep moving forward. But I was like, well, when else am I going to have time to just create this podcast? Because we're all home and... Part of me starting this business, and I have talked about this in another episode, was that I was hearing God say, you're going to speak to the people. Well, this is my only way of speaking to people right now, other than uh, events. Online stages is my only way. But so this, so thus the podcast was born in April, the beginning of April. I literally, I don't even know if it was 30 days, which is kind of how I roll is I decide that I'm going to do an idea and we just move forward with it and I'm quick action. But so in April, I planned the podcast, got everything set up, got myself on all the platforms, pre-recorded. I launched launch week. I think I released five episodes. And then after that, I released two episodes every week for quite a long time. But I really worked on pre-recording episodes in April So May 4th, I launched the podcast, which was really pivotal for myself because May 4th was just symbolic of I had also returned to work with my first son on May 4th after having him when I had to go off on maternity leave. So the podcast launched. It was amazing. Um... I had five downloads, or five downloads, I had five episodes in the first week, and I had 500 downloads that first week, and 
that was just one big goal that I really wanted to hit. And I was so excited about that. Um, and on the personal note, the end of April and May, quarantine was starting to get really hard on us. It was mentally getting hard and draining. It was getting hard on my kids just being home because we live in Nebraska. So it was super cold still and it was hard. We just didn't have a lot of places to go out. Um, and as a mom, we lost nap time. So many of you moms that have graduated from the little years to the little kid years know what I'm talking about when I lost all time that I had that I was working. I lost all time of having quiet time. Um, and so we've transitioned into this new space kind of of having to work literally with kids around me at all times. Uh, but, you know, so we had that. We lost naps. I lost getting to rock my youngest to bed every night. Um, we lost the last days of school. And for me, it was just really hard because it was like the end of preschool. And we'd been at the same school for three years. And it was really hard in that time to lose that and that the kids couldn't have like preschool graduation and they ended up having it down the road but it was just starting to kind of get hard and so I had to really in the summer as we moved forward I just really focused on this podcast I created content and created content and I had two episodes a week and then towards the end of the summer we dropped down to one episode a week um but I have been so proud of this podcast and the content that I've been able to create with all of the guests on this podcast and that by the end of the year we're going to hit 50 episodes which is amazing for what some people do in an entire year of a podcast I've done in almost six months and so that was super exciting for me and then as the summer came, business-wise, I just focused on the podcast and focused on my family and my kids. We built a garden that we've never done, and it was just so life-giving and just really focused on being as present as I could while still continuing forward with business and the podcast and sharing about sales and things like that. But if I had to dub this last summer, it was like the summer of sugar and adventure. We baked and cooked and did all the things. We went on all the hikes and I started to find so much peace in nature and just being out and disconnected and it felt so good. And that's one thing. It's I just continued to work on my mental health and um, it just felt good. Uh in August, my oldest started kindergarten. Oh, that was the hardest day ever. And you can go back. There's another episode about him starting kindergarten. I'm pretty sure I saw him through half the episode. Turner's been asking when he can come back and do a podcast. So he probably will be joining me again very soon. But, uh, you know, we just took some time as a family. And then once school started, it was kind of another step up for me to just kind of keep moving forward. In September, I had Becky Thompson on the podcast, and she was one of my top bucket list guests when I created this podcast because she was so integral in my story of postpartum 
and coming out of postpartum depression and starting this business. And I, so I got to have Becky on my podcast and her episode is amazing. If you have not listened to it, every mom needs to go and listen to it. It was amazing. Um, but in September, I got to speak at my first, what I was supposed to have been speaking at my first live conference. Clearly it got moved to online. So we, I, but I still went down and got to spend time with my great friend, Madison Anaya, because it was her conference. So I went to see her and my best friend, Erin lives in Texas. And I got to meet Sarah Thurman, which, um, I was on her podcast. So we talked to, and we kind of recorded that right after I got to visit her. If you haven't listened to that, head over to um, her podcast. It's amazing. And the episode with me really gives an overview of what leading up to this business looked like for me. But I just loved getting to have some intentional time and to focus on my business and to plan some things that will be coming out in this next year in September. Um, October, at the beginning of October, After I came back from Madison's conference, I was like, I really want to create a conference. I just was craving to be in community with people and in space with people. And so again, like a fast action crazy person I am at the beginning of October, I decided I'm going to launch an online conference. Um, So I started creating this virtual event, getting speakers together and recording all the videos and getting everything ready for this event. Originally, I wanted the event to be at the end of October, but I was crazy and had to push the event back. So we pushed the event back to the beginning of November, but it was an amazing online event. I love events. My dream is that someday I can create intimate in-person retreats, events, and have maybe one big event a year and some online events, but events have always been something that I've loved. When I was younger, I wanted to be a wedding and event planner. I've helped put together some very large uh, fundraising events and just other large events, and it really lights my soul up. And this was something that I was also in this time working fourth quarter. I was back to doing employee benefits of insurance because I do that during open enrollment. So I literally was working insurance all day long. And then I was staying up to like two in the morning working on this virtual conference because I was so passionate about it and wanted to make it happen. And um, also in November, it was really exciting. I got to have a featured partnership with Mops International, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, Mops is a mom's group that um, meets and they feed you warm warm breakfast and warm coffee and they're global all over the nation. So I got to connect with Mops and be featured on their platform and have the CEO, Mandy Ariotto, on my podcast, who was another big bucket list guest of mine, which is so amazing. And I think that this just goes to show you to not fear things. And that's one thing that I always think like there just because I am like that, I'm in this tiny little corner of the internet. I'm not big yet. Um, Not many people know who I am. But that doesn't mean that I can't ask bigger people to come join me in my little living room corner of the internet. And if you've been thinking about wanting to pitch people to either be on your podcast, be on their podcast, be on their virtual event, girl, this is the time. 
This is the time to go out and ask those big asks because people are saying yes right now because they they can't have the in-person things and it's easy for them to do a lot of things digitally and virtually. So do the ask. Even if you think that it, they're going to say no, no doesn't mean no. It just means not right now. So craft yourself, redo your pitch and pitch them again down the road. But um, that was super exciting for me to have Mandy on and to have the conference go. And the conference was a huge success. I found a secret sauce that I like to think of online conferences now. And it was a conference that I had never seen anyone do before of how we did a hybrid of a Facebook group with lives and the speakers were in the comments and then we met at night and for putting it together in 30 days and having it be a huge success was absolutely amazing to me. Um, so now ending November and into December, I've had two clients where I have been coaching them for their virtual events. One of them has already hosted her event. She was a massive fast action taker and she hit her goal of the attendees that she was wanting to sign up. And it was just, it was so great and it's so amazing. And for me, it's so life-giving to be able to help someone take their idea and to show them how to put it into the world and to help them do that. So here we are now, December 2020, and some big pivots that are coming is virtual online event coaching. I'm so excited to be able to help women do this and create an experience in a way that I think has not been done yet and is really truly a secret sauce to making your audience feel seen and heard. So we're doing that. There's some new sales coaching offerings coming in 2021. Um, The podcast is maybe... I don't know what's going to happen with the podcast yet in 2021. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Hello, girl. We are still here. Don't worry. I'm not leaving your ears. Um, But just how I'm going to structure the podcast, I'm just really leaning into that and praying about it. And what do we want on the podcast and and, um, what that's going to look like. So I'm super excited for that. There's going to be some big changes if you follow me on social in things that I'm sharing and I'm excited for some of those things and to really start stepping into um, something bigger. And there's some other things that I'm just thinking about of creating in this next year and some big dreams that I've always had of who knows, maybe a book could be slowly written over the year or creating an in-person event if we're able to do that towards the end of the year. And there's going to be more online conferences for sure. Um, Mamas that aren't business owners that listen to this, there might be something coming up for you. I'm already really thinking about and taking the feedback from the online event that we just had with business owners and thinking about who I can bring on next to up-level the next event. And, And so as I look back over this last year, the biggest things that stuck out to me was that I was a massive action taker. And that massive action, I feel like didn't go unseen. Now, did I hit my big financial goals that I was hoping that this year would bring in? No, I'll be honest. No, because I took a lot of time to just sit and be and 
to rediscover myself and I still feel like I am still working on that and still thinking about who it is and and who do I I want um there was a podcast recently that I listened to of Allie Worthington's and I believe it was Andy Stanley that she had on and he said this quote about at the end of your life when you're dying what do you want people to come to your doorstep and say that you made the difference in their life about? And I'll be honest, that has really been sticking with me. And I have been really thinking about that of at the end of my life, what is my hope that people will say that I helped you do in your life? Um, and so I'm really praying into that and leaning into that and letting God lead me in what's going to be the best things to create for you guys in this next year and moving forward in 2020. Um, if you came to the conference or you saw things about the conference being posted for my Emerge conference, 2020 was my emer- my year to emerge. It was the year that... I was a butterfly stuck in my cocoon and I was being changed and almost sometimes feeling like the crushing change over the last three years. And this last year was really my year of emerging. It was my year of transformation from the caterpillar to a butterfly and that I've exited the cocoon and I'm opening up my wings and I'm ready to emerge into this next version of myself, this next version of what my business is going to look like, and just this next year for me. And as I look forward into the year, 2021 will be the last year that I have a little at home with me all the time, which is crazy to me. I've had a few realizations, even over the last few months, that I was like, wow, we've exited the little years of little kid, little, like the baby years. We have no diapers in our house anymore, no pull-ups in our house anymore. Um, my kids can wake up on their own. This morning, somehow, amazingly, my oldest, they went downstairs. My oldest made them both breakfast. He cut his brother's waffle for him and came up and they got themselves dressed and brushed their teeth and then came into my room and they were like, can we go turn on the TV now? And the years of exhaustion and it's just crazy how fast they went in in a blink. And so as I look forward onto this next year, I'm ready to emerge and to fly forward. But I also am take not taking lightly that it's also my last year of having littles at home. Unless we decide to have another baby. If Jake is listening to this, he's probably rolling her eyes, his eyes because... <laughs> Like, we haven't closed the door, but there's no kids coming anytime soon. I can tell you all that. So, but it really could be that we are exiting the little tiny years and we're coming up for air and we're moving forward into this next season of parenthood, of just parenting little kids and grade schoolers. And it's all amazing Amazing things are coming, and I cannot wait to share them with you. I am so honored that you have been around for this journey, for all of you that listen to this podcast every week, and 
that you share it, everyone that shares this podcast. I have been so honored to have so many supportive people come alongside me and to share in this journey with me. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for this community and I'm thankful that you let me continue to create amazing content for you guys. So I will see you all next week. Thank you so much. And I hope that you really, I hope that this episode helped you think about taking some time and really thinking about what did you accomplish this last year and what can you honor and say, you know what? That was good. It was so good. No matter how bad some of the bads might have been, really, it was so good. I'm so proud of you, girl, and I can't wait to see what's going forward for you. Did you hear that I created a new secret sauce to online events? After my Emerge conference, I had such raving reviews about the way that I hosted my conference and that no one had ever seen it done before and that all of the attendees felt seen and heard by every speaker. I now have women asking me how they can recreate the conference that I did for their businesses. If you are thinking about creating a conference, I highly recommend that you create an online hybrid conference just like I did. I would love to hear your ideas of how you are wanting to create a conference and what type of event that you are creating. I'm starting to add in services that I'm going to come alongside you in planning your event, giving you marketing details, how to launch your event, how to set it up, and all of the tech and support in between. If you are wanting to create an event, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me, let's connect and talk about your event and how I can help you put on an event in 2020 that is going to be memorable, impactful, and that your audience will feel seen and heard in this season. For more information on how I can help you, reach out to me over on Instagram at Michelle Ann Hagen and let me know that you are ready to create something epic for your audience. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. If you loved this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform? If you're over on Instagram, I would love for you to tag us at the Busy Years Podcast and tag me at Michelle Ann Hagen. I would also love if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this episode. By doing that, it helps me to be able to create other amazing episodes just like this and help get the word out about this podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find me at Michelle Ann Hagen, or you can join our Facebook community called the Busy Years Podcast Community. You can find that located on my Facebook page, or if you head to the link in my Instagram bios, you will be able to connect to us there. I can't wait to be able to meet you and to put a face to the listener. We'll see you next time, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. 
You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.